Yes, hello and welcome to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Dr. James Simmons, a nurse practitioner and a friend. I like to consider you, Dr. James. Would you consider me a friend? I mean, you're like my first friend ever. Thank you so much. (laughs) I know that that's so not true, but... (laughs) Yes, Allie Johnson, I consider you a friend. And it it has been lovely to develop a friendship with you from afar. Like, I feel like we we are the example of like, you can really get to know someone if you FaceTime with them four hours a day. Exactly. COVID friends is a totally different relationship than real 3D (laughs) friends. And, you know, the last time we were actually in the same room together was March something, March 8th, March 9th, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, And, you know, you and I had just started working together. So we didn't know each other that well, but we really enjoyed working together. And then, lo and behold, a pandemic hit. And now we have not seen each other we have not been in each other's company in 3d for many many months i feel like when we finally do see each other it's gonna be a little awkward again <laughs> right it might be like re-meeting again like for the first time and there there might i wonder if we have established some norms and rules like some patterns of our relationship that work via facetime that might not work in person like I'm really right. I'm I'm super curious about that. Like maybe, you know, I, we we certainly have patience for each other with a, a constant delay. Like I feel like you you and I might just start talking to each other with a constant delay all the time because that's what we're used to. Right. Or it'll be the opposite where we'll just be talking over each other because we won't have the delay and we'll just be like, ah, there's no stimulation. <laughs> I wonder what to do. And then we'll be like, oh my God, Allie talks a lot. Jesus. I know. And then we'll be like, what if we hate each other in real life and we can only be Zoom friends? No, I don't know. I don't want that to happen because eventually someday, 2027, somewhere in there, I feel like we might be able to be back in the same studio. Yes, I would like to be in the same studio as you. And I would also like to go to your nice backyard and drink yes. wine. We need so. to we need to figure this thing out too. Yes, this backyard and whining and drinking and pulling. We just have to really. Well, do you think we can pull this thing off without telling Jesse? Like without letting Jesse know? Jesse is literally listening, so I'm gonna have to say not no. Not really. No, <laughs> he's not really listening. I mean, I'm like okay. most producers listen to the shows that they produce, but Jesse doesn't. Jesse, clearly. if you're listening, clap twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on he's mute. Cl- he's we can't a, hear him. All right, Never I can mind. see him clapping, but I can't hear him, so uh-huh. I think we're good. Oh, he also has blue hair. Did you? He did. He did dye his hair blue. Yes. Jesse, Uh post a picture of that because we definitely want our listeners to see what's going on with your (laughs) dome, so to speak. I'm actually very excited for tonight because I'm going to go do something. (gasps) I haven't bought my ticket yet, but tell me if you would go to this. It's in in Agora Hill, so it's near where I live here in, in Calabasas in Los Angeles County. I know we've got people listening all over, but it's a small little... It's it's sort of a, a horse town. There's a lot of horse people. And <laughs> yes, it's, it's like it's a lot of rural. like old white ladies walking horses. <laughs> but there is a goat cheese tasting wine tasting event with goats. What? In Agora Hills. No between way. Between 4 and 6 p.m. this evening. And I cannot be more excited. Again, I have not bought tickets. And I think they're steep. I think they're like 80 bucks. Oh, of course, because also everyone in Calabasas is like... Almost everyone in Calabasas is like stinking wealthy. Right. They're like, oh, I was going to throw that money out the window today. I guess I'll right. spend it on cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll spend it on goat cheese. So I'm excited for that. But one thing I wanted to... um to bring up with you and bring up with uh, our listeners here on Drop the Subject today was uh, I last weekend I kind of hung out by the little communal pool in our complex and 
uh, it's there's barely anybody in there at any given time. But on a mm. Saturday or a Sunday, there's some, you know, a rogue family or some kids that are kind of playing around. So my my wife and I are there. We're lounging and we see this mom come in with two daughters and then they start playing in the pool. They're like five and three. And then this dad separately comes in with his two kids, boy and a girl, that are roughly the same age. Uh-huh. And listening to the four of them interact in the pool together while talking Aww. about COVID was uh- so, like, it, it was so funny, but also yeah. sad because the little girls were so excited. And they were like, do you want to play? And like, they're just freaking the F out because they want to <laughs> play they're with like, anybody. Other kids, right. Yeah. Ah. And they're like swimming up to the other two. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, do you want to be friends? And then the other girl's going, can we be friends from six feet away? Oh, <laughs> no. Then, Stop it. Crushing yeah, my soul. I know. And then the other girls are just swimming closer. And the other, <laughs> the other kids are trying to swim farther away every time. <laughs> because just like they obviously got different memos from their parents uh-huh yeah yep, yep. so she says again the, the the older girl she's like well we have to stay six feet apart because of coronavirus and then Aww. um and then the other little girl goes yeah but kids can get it but it's not like we're gonna die and i was like whoa oh, and then and then whoa. the other late the other kid like the boy was like yeah if you're a grandpa or a grandma you have way better chance of dying and i was like this is a conversation that i never expected to hear ever in my life (laughs) right four kids talking about coronavirus and then basically just spewing out things that they've either heard secondhand through parents or teachers or whoever and i'm like man this is this is how kids are interacting these days it's unreal it, it is unreal. And I think there, there's that whole thing that, you know, parents talk about, about their kids get it and they are listening about yeah. a lot of things. This is why even when you have like an 18 month old in the car, like you got to stop dropping F-bombs or you got like you can't be on the phone swearing up and down with your best friend or whatever, because that 18 month old, two year old, whatever is going to go right home. And that first word out of their mouth is going to be like. F that or F this or whatever. So I imagine if they're seven, five, you know, whatever age they were, they're probably getting this. But it also makes me set like, did we have to have conversations like this when we were kids? Like, that's crazy. All I had to talk to my, I mean, the only person that I was with all the time was my cousin. And all we talked about was how to get $5 to buy frozen yogurt on the way to the community pool. We were not discussing, I mean... I just can't, I can't remember discussing anything important with any of my school friends. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm sure we thought it was very important at the time, but not like my grandma and grandpa can die from this, but I'll probably be okay. Let's stay six feet apart in the pool. Yay! Yay! Um, I know. Crazy, crazy times we're living in. Well, it's good that we are here keeping you company and we love to have you keep us company as well. So interact with us while we're on the show today at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. We'll be right back with more. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. New channel Q. Allie Johnson, James Simmons. Oh boy. Unless you've been living under a rock, you have heard (laughs) that Kamala Harris is now the new vice presidential nominee along with Joe Biden. So we have our presumptive Democratic ticket, Biden-Harris 2020. How very lovely and exciting. And it really is sort of a historic moment. You know, that the press conference they had yesterday at that high school in Wilmington, Delaware, this was the first time on a major party ticket that we have had a woman of color and specifically a black woman running um, for as either president or vice president. And this really, really is historic, Allie. Yes, it is. She she would be the first female VP and the first VPOC 
VPOC, VIPOC? The Vice President of Color. Uh -huh. First Vice President of Color. Do you think, and I this might come off as a stupid question, but you know how in the World Series they print out a bunch of t-shirts that say both teams? <laughs> right, for the championship so they can have them ready like the moment the World Series is over. And yes, and then, the losing like, and then the losing t-shirts are usually <laughs> just sold like on the black market. You can find, I was going to say, you could totally find them on whatever the dark web version of, the, of eBay is, yeah. Yes. Do you think they do that for all the VP candidates too? Because they were ready to go with all of the Biden-Harris <laughs> t-shirts. I mean, they are everywhere. <laughs> there's out for Biden. There's Latinos for Biden. There's blacks for Biden-Harris 2020. I mean, there's a million different types of t-shirts that are already available. There's Biden-Harris caps. I mean, how much of this do they, before they really know, because they've got a whole team of people that are designing this stuff. Yeah. Do you think they're like, okay, just leave it blank and if it says somebody else's name, we'll just fill it in at the last minute. Or do you think <laughs> With they <really> sharpies? <laughs> right, millions of sharpies. <laughs> There's like S backwards, <laughs> right? Or do you think? They, but they they probably wait, or they probably know in advance, right? They're not printing out a bunch of. They're not printing out T-shirts of its entire shortlist. I don't know because I feel like if you let the T-shirt companies know, someone's going to leak it. Right. Imagine right. how valuable that information is. So if you let's say you own the T-shirt company or whatever, and now you know that you're never going to get business from like anyone ever again, at least the government. But if you also go to like CNN or Fox News or whoever, MSNBC, and you're like, I know who it is, you know, pay me a hundred grand and I'll tell you, you can scoop the story. <gasps> I want to work for a T-shirt company now. <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, yes, so I, I, I would have to think that. No, I think they print. They probably take a bet on the top five. Right. I think they probably uh -huh. are like, all right, Karen Bass, Liz Warren, Kamala Harris, like maybe Keisha Bottoms, like right, Val Demings. We're going to print those five and we're going to do a run on Kamala Harris because we probably know she's going to be number one and we're going to hedge our bets. OK. All right. Yeah. I Because I was just thinking they're probably using a private third party T-shirt company. They're not doing like custom T-shirts dot com. No, where they're I like, no, I don't want to pay for express shipping. <laughs> <laughs> right they're like oh i forgot my paypal password like print preview so i have to go uh, get my yeah. credit card uh, to pay for this thing damn it if i order 70 million it's cheaper <laughs> <laughs> right do i do i get a discount oh i'm sorry it's only after 71 million <laughs> <laughs> have you ever before we get into because we were going to talk about harris's stance on some of the covid pandemic um things such as you know safety free masks uh, stimulus checks and things like that which we'll get to but have you ever purchased 2020 or have you ever purchased um apparel or bumper stickers for a candidate in your life no i don't think i did i really don't like bumper stickers at all like i, I don't I either them. because like you see somebody with you know uh, San bernie sanders 08 right and, and you're like, like uh, uh wow uh, and, and you're you know unless it's that car that has all the bumper stickers then i'm like okay i love <laughs> yeah. you like and yeah. it's always a subaru and it's always like someone uh, has like 400 trillion bumper stickers from every place. I mean, you know, wall drug and like whatever. Yeah, the mystery and, spot in Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, And then exactly. that coexist one. <laughs> yeah, all of, the, all of the, exactly. Of course they have the coexist one. Uh, and usually there's an HRC sticker in there somewhere, whatever. Yes. Like that one I love. Otherwise, no, I don't, I don't think I have. I worked on a couple of campaigns uh, in my younger years. So I'm sure that I had some swag, but I don't think I ever like wore the swag or certainly didn't put it on my car. Okay. I have never done that either because I think that I, I don't want to risk it. Like I would do that after they won. 
I just don't want to have a loser on my car. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. So are you just going to put them on because they're the winner? Or you're only going to put on the winner that you wanted if they want? I'm only going to put it on. I don't know. Is that a trick question? I'm, that- I'm lost. <laughs> you're like, how many C's does a seashell? Wait, how does that one go? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, well, okay. We, we got sidetracked. But basically, Kamala Harris, she... Uh, she believes in giving everybody free masks. She also uh, tried to uh, she tried to introduce some legislation when it came to equality in in mask wearing and protection for people of color during the COVID pandemic because this has so many racial undertones that it's unreal and ridiculous. She also tried to get a two thousand dollar a month stimulus payment going. Of course, that got shot down. But um, she's been very vocal, and I think that. It'll be nice to see them campaigning together. It, and as we said yesterday, it's just going to be great to see her in a debate again. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, everyone is that was like the first thing everyone's saying they're calling for it. They are ready for um, there's actually a really great meme going on around Dominique Jackson's character from Pose right before she reads that white lady when they're out in the Hamptons. And she literally like in the middle of her read stops and takes a drink of water because she needs to like wet her throat to continue reading this woman everyone's like that's Kamala and the white lady from the Hamptons is Mike Pence and I think that's going to be the truth it'll be amazing (laughs) exactly all right more when we get back drop the subject the new channel Q drop the subject on the new channel Q Allie and James oh I was a a gentle soft lovely boy apparently I didn't (laughs) I didn't cry much as a child, um, which I think I, on my understanding is that's quite opposite from my siblings. And I really only fussed about one thing when I was a kiddo. I really, this is a, according to both of my parents who said I was really, really quite a lovely child, except for when Blanky Soft went missing. Blanky Soft? Is that blanky. the name of your Blanky? That was the name of my Blanky when I was little, and I was very Linus about it. I He went everywhere with me. Everywhere. And as I aged, I sort of like aged out of him a little. I aged myself out of him a little bit. So even when I was like six or seven, I sort of stopped taking him everywhere, but he was definitely in my bed all the time. And I slept with that blanket through high school, I think. And then I had a very, very like emotional parting with Blanky Soft when I left for college because I was like, I can't, you know, I was like just coming out and I was, you know, I went to small school in Iowa and I was like an athlete and all this stuff. And I was like, I can't go to college with Blanky Soft. And I sat in my room and sobbed by myself for probably a good half an hour before the day I left for college because I left Blanky Soft at home. Okay. So we are we are discussing, obviously, childhood blankies, childhood stuffed animals. And we asked you on Instagram, what is what was the name of your childhood stuffed animal or blankie? We have a lot of great responses coming in, including Al, uh, another Allie saying my, my blanket when I was a kid was called Blank Nasty um, because of the quality <laughs> of the blankie. Nice. Uh, there is another one that was called uh, and it's funny because this is the same name that I called mine. Boo-boo. Boo-boo was the name of my blankie, and he was also a he, which is funny because we give our toys names or genders. But I I was very Linus about Boo-boo as well. Uh Boo-boo went everywhere with me, and the only reason that I stopped carrying Boo-boo, I would have gone to college with Boo-boo, no problem, no (laughs) questions asked. (laughs) Right, right, right. When I was in high school, I was 16, 
and we had somebody who um you know came like once a month or something and cleaned the house um you know my mom's single mom in it and so this this woman would come and clean the house every month or two right right she grabbed my (gasps) boo-boo thinking that it was a dirty rag Oh. And she threw it in the garbage. No, Allie, say it isn't so. And I was so upset when I got home from school. I couldn't find Boo Boo anywhere. And we let the, the clean, house cleaner know. And she felt so bad. I think she even called like the garbage company. Oh, did she really? Oh. Yeah, she felt really bad. And I tried to tell her it's okay. But in my heart, my heart is like breaking inside. Of course, so, of course, of course. Fast forward to college, I had not had a blankie, but I did have, and, and my thing with my blankie with Boo Boo is I would smell, smell Boo Boo's corner. The corner of Boo Boo smelled very nice, and I would smell uh-huh. the corner of Boo Boo as I slept. Yes. So I, I, I was in college, and I had a, a t-shirt, a pajama t-shirt, that had gotten stuck in between the crevice of the mattress and the wall. Uh-huh. And it had, been, it had been there for like weeks and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So I was cleaning up my room and I picked up the shirt and I put it up to my nose and I was like, oh, boo-boo. This, really? this t-shirt smells like boo-boo. Whoa, that's and awesome. And I have had that t-shirt ever since. <laughs> and <laughs> I you, sleep with it every single night. Have you washed it though? This is the really big question. I washed it a couple of times. <laughs> But <laughs> since college, I'm not. A, I mean, I've washed it a few times since college, but you have because it's so ratted now, you have to wash it in one of those mesh. <laughs> <laughs> like hand, like hand washing on the like yes. with delicately yourself with like Dawn that they use on like baby ducks. Right. Because it's like so fragile. <laughs> And I don't feel weird because my wife also sleeps with a blankie. The blankie doesn't have a name, but she had two childhood stuffed animals when she was a kid. One was a lion and the name was Lion Lion. Mm. And the other one was a dog named Big Daddy Wags, which kind of is creepy. But (laughs) everyone has. I mean, I I would love to know more about what you what is your favorite stuffed animal? What was it when you were a kid? What did you name it? Because sometimes they're just the most direct names like yours blank soft blanky soft blanky soft right or or lion 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 lion, lion. <laughs> that's amazing like why not but when you're a kid you're like that's the coolest name ever <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> there's a uh, another one coming in. It's mother baby sister bear was their bear that they had growing up Ooh. and they wanted it to be all different family members oh, so it's mother so baby sister bear that's super cute i thought maybe it was mormon and it was like a sister wife bear or something. This is sister Mary bear number four. And they all hang out together and they cook me dinner. Uh, what are what are your childhood stuffed animal names? We would love to hear from you. It's up on our Instagram at DTS show. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. It is Thursday. And you know what that means? It means that tomorrow's Friday. And it means that it's gay, gay, cray, cray time. That's right. There are couples that are falling in love and breaking up and getting arrested all over the place. It, I mean, 2020, yes, but it really happens all year round. And any year is uh, is is has a whole new realm of possibilities when it comes to couples and the crazy things that they do. I know crazy isn't necessarily a word we should be throwing around anymore, Dr. James. But for the sake of the title, Gay Gay Cray Cray, you're ready to play play. Yeah, I'm so ready to play play. I tell you the story of... 
person meets person. I will not reveal any of the gender identities of the people involved in this story. It's a story about a first date that didn't go so well. Mm. And you will guess, James, if this was a gay gay couple or a regular hetero cray cray couple. You got it. Couple meets on Tinder. Person meets other person at a hotel lobby in Boston. Oh, Interesting first place to meet. Safe. It's at a Hyatt, Hyatt Regency. Oh, um, funny you say that because it ended up not being very safe. Oh, no. <laughs> they uh, had a drink in the hotel bar. They mm, cozied sexy. up to one another. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, things were moving along. They were Things were going pretty well, uh, both in their 20s, young, you know, just trying to meet up. And we, we do live in a bit of a hookup culture these days. So you can understand they if they're feeling it, then they want to get up to that room. Right. Don't know if they paid for the day or if they're doing, you know, they're doing that work from home type of thing where you just pay for the day <laughs> or if you can, if they actually were planning to stay for the whole night. But right. as soon as they get to the room, person number one, the one who actually asked the other person on a date, holds up a taser and says, I want all your money. <gasps> what? Yeah. After a conversation, the person pulled out a taser, held it to the victim, and then no. started rummaging through their pockets. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Stop it. Yep. They were able to collect more than $100 before running out of the hotel room. And then the person who was uh, stolen from ran out of the hotel room as well to contact the uh, authorities and try and find this person. Uh, they found the person and then the person was like, I have no idea who that is. I've never met them before in my life. Like completely pulled an Ellen. Uh, Just tried to deny everything. <laughs> nothing deny, happened. Deny, I know nothing about any of this. <laughs> um, then the person became uncooperative and then started FaceTiming another date while the police were there. Stop it. Uh, they eventually okay. located a pink taser on top of their luggage. They were arrested and charged with armed, armed robbery and are expected to be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court. The question oh, here is, my. I know you've got a lot of details. Yeah. Hyatt Regency, pink taser on the luggage, both in their early 20s. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that these are uh, a couple of gay guys, maybe a couple of women Things went too far, or do you think they're a regular hetero cray cray couple? Do we have any insight into the luggage? Oh, that's a great question. All I have is the word luggage. <laughs> that's oh, okay. all of the, the all um, of the details that WCVP.com has given me. <laughs> Come on, WCVP. I rely on you for all of the best news. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a also, lot of ads on this website. Uh yeah, I believe it. Okay. Next question. What were their drinks? Also, don't have that information. Worthless. So, uh, sorry. I wish I could help you. Hmm. How am I supposed to accurately? They had drinks in the hotel lobby before they returned to the room. How am I supposed to give the people what they want if I don't have all of the information, Allie? This is. I, I feel like this is the most unfair, gay, gay, cray, cray ever. Well, okay. I cannot give, I mean, this. you can't blame the messenger. I am not uh, the investigative uh-huh. journalist that, that got all the details necessary to write up in this story. You can blame WCVB.com, which is an affiliate of ABC, I just learned. That's a lot. WCVB. I wonder if the reporters ever mess mess that up on air when they're like, I'm for sure. reporting for WBCC. WPPP. That's pop. Okay. So my investigative journalism brain is saying that they had a drinks at a hotel bar in a very nice hotel in Boston only for a hundred dollars. I feel like drugs are probably involved with this. Not that that can, that could go either way. Pink taser really throws me off. 
I feel like I'm going to go gay, gay, lesbians. Ooh, interesting. There are some cray-cray lesbians out there, so uh, it's an interesting guess. Let's find out. James says they are gay, gay ladies. <gasps> Their name, uh, the, the woman's name is Selena Rivera, and she was there to meet a man she met on a dating app. Oh, oh and then she it. started FaceTiming another man before officers located a pink taser on top <laughs> of her that's luggage. That's the best part. <laughs> so she's like, whatever. I'm on just going to start FaceTiming the next one. <laughs> so uh, she, I think, is going to be, you know, when she gets out of jail, she'll be ready for more. So if you have a thing for tasers, then Selena is the one for you. We'll be back with more <laughs> Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Game time here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James. It is really a state. It's a game that we've played many times here on the show, and there will be many more. As long as there are overpriced houses, really a state will exist. I will give you a real real estate listing on the market as we speak. This one, I'll just say that there are wheels involved. And then I will give you another item that you could have bought with that money. James, you have to guess which one costs more. Are you ready to play? Really? Uh, yes, I am. Let's play really Australia. All right. As you know, people are moving all over the place. They're moving to the East Coast. They're moving to the South. They're moving to all kinds of different places because they're like, why would I live in this big, overpriced, convoluted city where this virus is spreading like crazy and I'm able to work remote? Why don't I just go out on the open road, buy a new house somewhere or... Sometimes it's all about that van life, James, and that is today's real estate listing. It is a custom Sprinter Mercedes conversion van. Ooh. So you look at the, you, you know what those big Mercedes vans look like, right? Yeah. They're kind totally. of boxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they got so, a little nose on them, like a little, yeah. Yeah, they've got that little nose and they're like, Mercedes. And you're like, because you're like, that van's ugly. And then you're like, oh, it's a Mercedes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the exact version that's a Ford, you're like, ugh, whatever. Yes, totally. It's the exact <laughs> same model, fan. but it's, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So this van, this Mercedes van has been converted uh, converted into a tiny home, which includes, uh, I'm looking at this thing. It is beautiful. There is light wooded interior, handcrafted. Um, there's beautiful copper hand railing. There's some amazingly nice good good quality tiles in the kitchen and in the shower you've got some white cabinets you've got some cool white wood that's uh, a lining part of the kitchen i mean it's just a very eclectic beautiful clean looking renovated van Uh Uh, probably the top notch when it comes to vans this is even if you were to offer kids candy they they would probably do it in this van really oh wow (laughs) I mean, they're um, like, okay. They're like, they're like uh, sure, I don't care. They're like, um, I like copper handrails. that stranger danger stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's tons of storage and cabinets. Uh, the table and benches and cushions easily convert into a full bed. It's robust, user-friendly. It has aux 12-volt power system built in with solar alternator shore power charging ports <laughs> and USB chargers. LED lights with dimmers. I don't have oh, that in my course. apartment. And three-way switches located in the van, throughout the van. Uh, They've got auxiliary. They've got professional insulation. They've got hot water. They've got everything. So you've got a place to sleep. You and one other person, maybe even three and a cat. That's still going to be comfortable living in this van. Wow. This sounds awesome. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Okay. 
So that is your real estate listing. Or for roughly the same amount of money, you could have a piece of history in your hot little hands. It is Rosa Parks's handwritten letter about Martha King, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Whoa. This is currently going up on, uh, it's going up for auction. It's available on a website called Moments in Time. The letter is dated October 6th, 1981, and it was addressed to a Mr. Kessler. In the, later, in the letter, she says, I admired and respected him, Dr. King, as a truly great man committed and, uh, committed and dedicated to freedom, peace, and loyalty for all oppressed humanity. He was a leader of the masses in Montgomery, Alabama, and the nation. Obviously, it has a certificate of authenticity. And uh, so this could be yours. It's beautiful. I mean, to have something handwritten by Rosa Parks herself about Martin Luther King Jr., that's one of kind. That is incredible. I mean, wow. And as we've learned on all late night television, like Time Magazine and all of those things, Time Life stuff, you always have to have their certificate of authenticity. Like, that's really the key. Yes, I have definitely. I've, I've purchased a couple of things that are quote mem- memorabilia, and it says comes with the certificate of authenticity. And I was like, oh, what's that? And then I was like, oh, looked it up a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty important. So, which one do you think costs more, the van hashtag oh. van life or the Rosa Parks letter? I feel like the ro- the letter from Rosa Parks should cost more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of those things that like we we need to take any and everything that Rosa ever touched and did. Like, you know, what yeah. that, that, you know, burger she didn't finish in 1974. Like, the, all of that should be in the Smithsonian, right? In like, a glass box. Right. We need to save all of that. I feel like that should be worth more. But uh, something is telling me that this really tricked out van, while whilst a little Mercedes Sprinter, which in and of itself, that thing, let's say that thing starts because it's Mercedes 50. And then you got to like pimp it out from there. I mean, I think this thing is going for a pretty penny. I mean, I think you're spending almost almost six figures on this van just to like live that van life, even though that's okay. like a millennium sort of thing, millennium, millennial sort of thing. So I'm going to go, Allie, I think with the van. James Simmons, you are not 100% correct on the price, but you are correct in that it is more expensive than the Rosa <laughs> Parks letter. And you're absolutely right. This sh- the, the, the letter right now is priced at $54,000. Wow. The Which is, I mean, expensive, but it should be probably more expensive. But the van also seems like a bit of a steal at $60,000. $60,000 for this van? I'm like, That's I... That's it? Like, do you want to go halvesies? Yeah, seriously. Right. Let's sell the damn house and <laughs> go halvesies on the van. All I mean, right. What are- we're selling James' house. So next week for Real Estate, we'll do James's house <laughs> yes, or a hamburger that was eaten by Rosa Parks. So I that's could- exciting stuff. <laughs> by a hamburger not finished by Rosa Parks in 1974. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you go. That's a tease for this time next week. We'll be back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, concluded another thrilling episode of Real Estate. If you missed it, thrilling. Thrilling. Episode of Real Estate. And if you missed it, definitely download that podcast. It's there for you whenever you can't listen to the show all the way through. We appreciate you listening. I'm Allie. That's Dr. James. And wanted to ask you, James, 
Do you feel weird at all eating in parking lots? Because I've been doing a little bit more eating out and, you know, trying to support our local businesses and whatnot as, as safely as I can. And mm-hmm. the amount of parking lots that I have now been eating in is, I mean, <laughs> it was 0% last year. And this year, it's almost 100%. And I'm not yep. talking just regular parking spots. It's disabled parking spots because it's usually uh-huh. the first few that are right in front of the restaurant. And do you feel that disabled parking spots are the new dining area of 2020? Because it's <laughs> it feels a little awkward to me. And then you think about some of the other things that are being moved outside, like gyms. And I just don't know if I would feel right doing a spin class or throwing kettlebells around in a disabled parking spot. Oh, I am completely 100% the opposite. I am orange is the new black. Pink is the new chartreuse <laughs> blue is the new dining area <laughs> right i uh, all of the above and i am all for the dining and now I, i'm not for dining in disabled parking spots because i don't think we need disabled parking spots like i think we need to just find new make new disabled <laughs> parking spots but uh, dr james is against the disabled community right. i, think I, wanted to make I that listen very clear. i know <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't want to be an ableist <laughs> ableist there we go uh uh, seriously, though, I think this is super great. I think it's a really fantastic way for to keep restaurants open. Also in a place like Los Angeles. So in one of the neighborhoods that I live sort of near, almost all of the restaurants are doing this. And they have this really great setup where there's a bunch of parking spaces. And then there's three lanes of traffic. And in between the three lanes of traffic and the parking spaces that are like kind of right next to each other, there's a big bike lane. So they actually, the people, all this restaurant association in this little village that's near my house are advocating to move everything over one lane. So because there's less traffic, they're saying, let's cut the lanes from three lanes on either side to two lanes on either side, move the bike lane back, move the parking spots back. And then that area all becomes outdoor dining for everybody. And it ends up being like a little like walking park area and whatever. So so yeah, that's the, that's the thing is that you're trying to make it look as aesthetically pleasing as possible trying to distract from the far the the fact that you're just sitting either in a parking lot or in the middle of the street (laughs) so as a result i'm sure that the plastic plant industry is doing gangbusters right now because every time i look at anybody who's created their little outdoor dining area there's usually some shrubbery involved there are some twinkle lights that Mm -hmm. they use to kind of make things look a little nice which at first you're like oh Twinkle lights. Who doesn't love a good twinkle light? It's always nice to eat by twinkle light. I've, I've never been opposed to that. But then it when you're sitting there and you get your salmon and then you look to the left and you see like... Uh, a semi-truck. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, or like, someone peeing on the sidewalk. You're like, huh. You're I, like, oh. I, guess I, I guess I still am in a parking spot. But I wonder too for these restaurants if there are parking wars going on because you know there's we live in Los Angeles there's a lot of strip malls I know there's people listening all over I'm sure there's situations like this in all big cities where space is limited and you've got you know some some of these strip malls have 20 parking spots max and if everybody Mm. is fighting over the outdoor dining area which is just parking spaces it's a whole different level of parking wars that we never expected to see walk Ride your bike. I'm 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 all for like let's use our cars less than we need to anyway. So I think this is a really good motivation and incentive because if if you a lot of people don't live in areas where that are like super walkable, so that part I get. But even if you're like you have to park, heaven forbid, four or five blocks away and walk, 
If you live on the East Coast or like Chicago, you're very used to this, right? In LA, we're like super bougie. Like if we have to park more than a block, we are pissed and we tell everyone about it the second we sit down for dinner, right? But I feel like, all right, we're all staying at home anyway. We're probably not exercising as much. If we got to park four or five blocks away so that we can go support a local business and actually have a meal served to us outside where it's mostly safe to dine... I am all for this. I love it. We should start getting fake grass everywhere and put up like fake plants and like fake people. Like I, I I'm revisiting my thoughts about fake people on the on the tables in between us. I kind of you're like okay it. with fake people. I kind of did you like eat it. at a restaurant with fake people? No, but I I think I want to, and I just I just want to see in like a non Annabelle like non scary movie sort of way. Like I want to see if I'm into it. I don't know if it's possible to do it in a non-Annabelle way. It's just way too creepy for me. Like an arm that's stuck in the supine position, just like with its head tilted ever so Uh slightly. Staring at you. And and are the waiters fake getting orders from them? I mean, how much is the wait staff (laughs) supposed to be interacting with the people? Right. Uh, I would deal with, though, a robot neighbors as far as uh you know other diners if there was just a couple of robots that were just like beep, boop boop you know c3po kind of thing i'd be like hello i would love that i would dine (laughs) i would do group dining or double date with a couple of robots and that's definitely a safe way to go no i completely disagree because the robots are trying to take over the world anyway so yeah that's why we have to befriend them no no i'm the opposite keep them in the closet (laughs) (laughs) we're out of the closet robots going back in we'll be back with more drop the subject Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. That is right. You are listening to Drop the Subject, Allie and James. It is time for News It or Lose It. And uh, Allie, are you ready with your stories? I am ready with my stories. And my sound today is... Aha! Uh, that's from me, but you've got your dinger, danger, binger, clanger, don't you? Sure do. Mm-hmm. Great. Here's your first story. Woman stunned when her new driver's license photo comes back with a picture of an empty chair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I sort of love it, except I feel... <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I almost snorted. I feel like maybe we know everything from the headline, though. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee driver's license. Uh, I let me just say, if you use this in a liquor store, I guess they'll just give you alcohol. <laughs> right. They're just like, okay, like, you're a ghost. Could you sit down? For me? <laughs> uh, all right, so you're losing it. Losing it. All right, your next story is Stevie Nicks begs fans to wear masks as she'll probably never sing again if she gets COVID. <gasps> okay, yep. Because okay. we're we love Stevie Nicks around here, and we need her to sing again. Yeah, and if she chimes in about masks, then we're going to talk about it. All right, yep. what are your stories? My story, number one, for you to news or to lose. This supercut of all the times Ellen was racist towards Sofia Vergaro is truly eye-opening. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll news it. Yay, where's your sound? Oh, there it is. There it is. Awesome. Okay, well, you totally missed out on, be glad you news that, because you missed out on Another Burger King story. Ohio woman throws fit at Burger King because employees wouldn't serve lunch at 9 a.m. Gets arrested. (laughs) I I mean, she has she has a case. I do understand her frustration. Sometimes Uh I I do think breakfast is a little bit of an overrated meal. I would rather have lunch for breakfast, but that's okay. 
I, I should, really probably should got arrested for a good reason. Probably. I mean, honestly, fast food chain should just be able to cook anything at all, all times. Like, why is there a thing? I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you want to hear about Stevie Nicks first and then we'll hear about Ellen? Love it. All Do right. it. In a Facebook post on Tuesday, the White Witch herself shared some information about what she thinks about masks and about social distancing and the entire COVID pandemic. I believe last time we heard from her, she said that she was uh, binge listening to Harry Styles during lockdown. So you always like to (laughs) hear about what's going on in in Stevie's life. She's 72 years old. And she said, are you aware, everyone, that if you survive this virus, you will be fighting the after effects for the rest of your life, micro blood clots in all your organs and your brain, neurological problems, a cough that rips your throat apart and keeps coming back. If I get it, I will probably never sing again. Put me on a ventilator and I will be hoarse for the rest of my life. I don't have much time. I'm 72 years old. I mean, just, you know, call a spade a spade, Stevie. Just put it out there like she, you know, you ain't never lie. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine how many octaves she'd have to bring down Rihanna? And she's already her voice has gone down so many octaves (laughs) since she since like 40 years ago. (laughs) Right. Rihanna. Rihanna. I mean, it was so like normal register uh-huh. and then like in the practical magic time she was like and still love her but now it would be like are you from hades yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'd still see her in concert hell yeah i would too speaking of hades do you want to hear about um ellen yes, being I racist do. to sofia vergara uh, so got to give props to this TikTok video, which has gone viral. Someone put together, it's she's on TikTok at Elenag245, E-L-E-N-A-G 245. She spliced together a bunch of these clips of all the times that Sofia Vergara was on Ellen's show individually with guests as a part of the whole crew from Modern Family. So here is a splice of all of this. And when you hear them all together, now knowing what we know about Ellen, now knowing about the racial awakening and reckoning that we're going through in the country right now this is truly and honestly very very cringeworthy spanish so i've been doing a spanish word of the day oh really yeah so i thought i would teach you an english word so that uh okay, okay. i know english very okay. well I... she says sofia vergara there says she looks pissed and she's like okay i, I know english oh, and ellen's no. like okay i'm gonna teach you an english word i know so your english word I mean, literally, you've been on this show for 10 years and your accent has gotten worse. How is that possible? (laughs) Your English has gotten better, I I have to say. Your English? I'm understanding you. (laughs) And Sophia tries to punt that one. She's like, she's like, your English has gotten better. And and Sophia like looks at Reese Witherspoon and is like, you mean her English? Uh, And like throws like shade, like heat darts at Ellen for saying it. Oh, there's more. Gosh, this is like Lucy and Ricky type stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, so where it's like, do, what do you want to explain to me? But you know, she did that whole Cover Girl commercial. Do you remember that whole thing with her and Sofia Vergara? Uh huh. Yep. And she I was do. ripping on her accent through that whole thing too. Uh huh. And so, Ellen I mean, was going, Cover Girl. Remember that whole thing? And I was like, I wonder why she can get away with this, and now she can't. Man, she can't get away with anything anymore. I was seeing some articles that were like, here's what it's like to be an audience member in the Ellen Show. It's not fun. It's like you guys. Everyone's jumping in. I mean, it's like I went and it was an okay time. Jesus. 
<laughs> oh, Ellen, keep giving us more things to talk about. We appreciate that so much, Ellen. And we've got more to talk about and drop the subject, I promise. But no, Ellen. We'll be back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. This lesbian hasn't been canceled yet, but maybe I shouldn't have said that. Knock on wood. <laughs> oh, boy. Where's Bye. all the... I'm knocking on all of the woods for you right now, Allie. I... Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give my Twitter a little scrub-a-dub-dub. Just <laughs> go ahead and every tweet ever <laughs> from yesterday. <laughs> every picture that I've ever been in in any show, I'm sure. Um... Let's get to a segment that we like to do every once in a while here on Drop the Subject, Coming to Terms. Yes, there are many terms under the LGBTQ plus AIQ moniker, and we like to make sure that we are informed on anything and everything that has to do with our community. We, of course, want to stay up to date on anything that's changing. And, and let's. this is just a moment for us all to be real and say, hey, sometimes it's a little tough to keep up. And th- that's okay. We learn together. Right, James? We do learn together. And that's really, really good that we do that. And also good to know that, like, the, these things evolve and change. You know, I think the first argument that sometimes people go to is like, oh, I can't even say, hey, guys, is because... Yes. They're, they're like, oh, you know, oh, what's next? It's going to be this. What's next? I'm not even going to be able to talk. And I think it's important to remember that language always evolves and changes. It always have. We don't speak the Queen's English anymore. We don't speak ye old all of this crap anymore. And we don't say things like uh, Afro-American or Negroes or things like that. Like we so Or Oriental. Or Oriental when in referencing people and like even the region anymore. Like so I think it's important that we understand that language evolves and changes. And yes, y'all gotta keep up. You like how I did that there? Y'all. Yes, that is one of the alternatives is y'all. And this coming to terms is brought to you by the letter G because this is about a a colloquial. Is it a colloquial? Make me just a phrase or an expression that we use to address people. Hey, it's brought to you by the letter G for hey guys. Hey guys is something that I will admit I use all the time. And I understand there are some people who really do not like it uh, for understandable reasons. I remember a few months ago, no, not a few months ago, many months ago, some just I was in person with people. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was a new Pre-cove. group of people I didn't know very well. And I said, all right, I'll see you later, guys. And there was this moment where they all kind of looked at each other and they were all from New York. And I was like, oh, and it was my first moment where I was like, oh, wow, that bothered them. Mm. I shouldn't I should try not to say that anymore. But it's also, you know, the meaning behind it isn't to be like, hey, all of you males. It's just to be like, hey, everybody. So what are the etern but I understand people don't like uh the use of this term anymore. So what are some alternatives that we can use to hey guys, James? I'm a big fan of y'all because yeah. not only uh, did I spend a lot of time in the South through in my lifetime, particularly when I was younger, and my one half of my family is from Northern Mississippi, where everybody everybody uses their y'alls and fix and twos. And sure enough, every time I go back down to the South or I go to like Memphis, Tennessee or any of them places in Mississippi, I come back talking like this and everything's about y'all and, and whatever. So I really like y'all. It's quite encompassing. They provide some other options here. This is an article in Huffington Post. And some of them I'm okay with. Some of them I'm not. Hey, team feels a little corporate for me hey crew uh also like meh feel like i'm gonna get made fun of for that one hey all hey folks i've heard folks a lot more lately i've heard folks a lot with it with an lks and with an x folks oh 
Like uh, F-E-A-U-X? No, F-O-L-X. <laughs> I guess that would be hey fo. <laughs> hey fo. Hey fo. <laughs> I mean. Which maybe can, that works can, too. Yeah, we can invent our own. Uh, I mean, you know, people are inventing new words all the time. So uh, I we like, can do whatever. I like hey fo. Maybe that's what we should call the drop the subject listeners. Fo. Drop it subjectors. Different subject. But y'all, I will say quickly about y'all because I've been wanting to use that more and more and I feel like I don't get to because I don't have Southern roots. Oh, no, I think you can. I, I think it is now push. It's gone past that that line in the sand where it's only reserved for those with Southern roots or, you know, have sort of a Southern dialectical speech pattern. Uh, no, I think y'all works. Peeps is kind of falling out. They recommend I, that I one hate here. peeps. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stand peeps. I also think this does differentiate you from every single person who has ever put any video on YouTube ever because it drives me insane when everyone, every YouTube video, hey guys, welcome to my channel. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. My channel. Oh my totally. God. I want to like, Oh my God, the needles in my eyes. Uh, but my personal favorite on this list is just, hey. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all just start an aggressive hey. We'll take care of everything. Uh, thank you for listening to Drop the Subject. We'll be back with more. But uh, in the meantime, you can rate and subscribe. Welcome to our channel. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Drop the Subject, the new channel Q. But I, I need you in heels, big hair, pearls. I will only do that on a stage. <laughs> you don't, you I've mean, worn you don't many do heels and a lot of big wigs on stages, <laughs> but I've never, ever, ever had the desire to do that in waking life. Um, this uh, comes from Mario on Twitter, who says, At DTS Show... It's got to be crazy for Allie to finish the morning gig at K-Rock and then run through the halls and or take an elevator to be on the air at 10 o'clock. I imagine Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 playing every time or the <laughs> Benny Hill theme. That's also very good to the Benny Hill theme. I th that's very much kind of how it goes. Like this is, you know, Allie is being held down by the man and having to run through the halls and do all these things and fi figure things out. And you have, um, uh, you know, exactly what is, what did we time it as two minutes and 33 seconds to get yeah. from one to the other. Yeah. From one to the other. Yeah. Depending on when we do our last talk break, but yes, it, it, it is a little bit hectic, but we do it because we love it. And we do it because we love you folks as we learned folks. Um, some messages coming through on our Instagram as well, as far as, uh, you know, we, we kind of caught people up yesterday on what was going on with the show. Uh -huh. Let them know, you know, hey, our schedules are changing. My schedule's changing drastically, as is yours. And we're just all trying to get together and work as a team to make sure we can bring you the show that we love to bring you every single day. Totally. I, we got a, a really hysterical message from Adams Alasco. The outro was, so mom and dad are getting a divorce. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I understand that you're noticing things are different things, around here. Things are different. But change is okay. But change almost also like when you're giving the, like, like birds and bees talk to someone who's going through puberty, right? Like, I understand that things on your body are different right now. And it's a it's a transition period. But trust me, it's going to get better. You're feeling a lot of feelings. You're going to have anger when you didn't know you had it before. And that's okay. We're here for you to talk because we <laughs> want to make sure you realize that this is not about you. It's not your fault. It is, it is not your mom and dad are not getting a divorce because of you. It's, and it doesn't mean we don't love you. Right. It's actually because of you. It's obviously, <laughs> it's just because we don't love each other. Right, right. <laughs>
<laughs> and never have. Um, we got a cute also, uh, do I get to talk about this one? Maybe this kitten uh, repost, whatever. Oh, Karen, the kitten. Karen, yes, Karen, yes. the kitten is doing well. Jesse's uh, cat, uh, producer Jesse's cat. He got a cat a few months ago during quarantine, and uh, we have named show the show kitten Karen. And so Je- Jesse posted a, an adorable video, which you can check out on our Instagram. Yeah. Oh, we love it. We, and we do want you, by the way. I really do want to know what you, what do you, the drop the subject listeners, as we go through this transition period, it's not your fault, honey. It's, it's really not. It's Allie's. As we go through this transition <laughs> period, I do want to know what do you want to be called? Are you droppers? Are you subjectors? Are you DTSers? Are you foe? Are you F E A U X? Hey, foe. All right. Right now, before we get out of here, we got we got to go listen to the podcast if you missed anything and just wanted to let you know something that we haven't had a chance to promote and we really need to because it's important right now. Children and their families all over the Southern California area are going to bed hungry. I mean, this is happening all over the nation, but uh, at our uh, company, Entercom, and many of the sister stations here in Southern California are a part of uh, Feed Our Families. It's a new initiative to get some uh, money over to the U.S. Uh, to the uh, local school districts so that they can feed some families that are in need because you know when it comes to school and some of these kids not actually going in person to get a meal, a lot of these kids are going hung- hungry. And feed our families is a great initiative. They they I believe feed five up to five hundred thousand people per day. Mm. And so you can text the word need to seven six two seven eight to give even just a buck really helps. I think $4 will provide a meal for a family. So uh, it will put the food, it will put food in the mouth of a hungry kid and some of their loved ones. It's just a dollar makes a big difference. So just text the word need to 76278, give a buck and a lot of companies are, are matching as well. So it's, it's a great initiative and we hope you'll uh, be a part of it. Yeah, we really appreciate all your support and love uh, with that as well. You know, a lot of times I think people are really looking for if they're in a, an OK place in the middle of the, you know, this global pandemic and an election and a racial reckoning and all of these things going on. Sometimes people are like, I'm doing OK. How can I help? And sometimes it really is just as simple as you're on your phone right now. You're you can text seven, six, two, seven, eight even just a dollar. Um, and you can also learn more about Feed Our Families on our socials and, of course, at WeAreChannelQ.com. That's it, folks. We will see you tomorrow for another wonderful show. And until then, have a good day. Bye-bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.